inspired by the Canadian Federation of the Blind. Outlook, a show about accessibility, advocacy, and equality. I'm Brian. And I'm Carrie. Outlook. Radio Western. Hello, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, finishing off the final week of February, and this is Outlook on 94.9 Radio Western. So um, today we are going to uh, get back to something that we had planned on doing back in, it was I guess it was December 10th, it said? Yeah, so over two months ago. <laughs> so technology is funny. Um, we wanted to do an episode about how we get to the studio every every week um, with our white canes and February uh, the beginning of February was white cane week so that kind of fits anyway um, yeah we wanted to sort of go back to the topic of traveling with a cane and sort of to con- conclude the month since we started off with white cane week so but first, I just want to quickly thank our guests from last week. Um, everybody was off on their adventures, family day and reading week. Um, it was pretty quiet around here, but we had a, a special guest, uh, a friend of ours visiting from out east. And uh, he wasn't too sure about coming on the show, but I think he's gl- he was glad he did. Um, yeah, if you, um, if you go to our Twitter at OutlookCFB, you can find a link to listen back to last week's episode with, with our guest, Vicky. And it was a very interesting d- discussion about him losing his vision and sort of dealing with that and just yeah his he has a lot of experiences and it was a very very fun show to do yeah and talking to a guy who uh is just starting with a cane uh is different than what we're going to talk about today on our show traveling with our canes uh as i lose my sight i i still you <laughs> i still look but i see less and less and there's just less point which made me think of something the other um, the other day. Actually, my guest mentioned that I. <laughs> he's like, your eyes are closed. They're always closed, and it's just it's a thing that's starting to happen to me. It's because I don't see anything out of my eye anymore. Uh, so there's just less point, and it's too tiring to bother. And then eventually, you just it's more relaxing to close your eyes. I don't know if you do that, Bri, but I do it now maybe it's different because i've lost more sight and you've always had this amount of sight that you have but yeah i don't know i mean i i sometimes do think when i'm traveling that i am using the little bit of sight i do have to mm-hmm. some degree because i'll sort of look to my right or left and i can sort of see a shadow if there's grass i still I'm walking that, or if there's a wall but i i definitely don't you know have my eyes open like fully open and focused that like all the time i think well we can't i can't really rely on what i'm seeing but i i'm more talking just in my my other daily the da- hours of my life not necessarily when i'm traveling out with my cane um it's other times that i just keep them oh, closed okay. now not when i'm out traveling I, I still keep then trying. you probably have them open so more i try to you're... see you or see yeah a, you know not just sense the buildings but just try and still see them but that sort of gets into um, everything but yeah so we post every episode or we we try to catch up and post them on our soundcloud page uh so i I, we posted the link to last week's interview i like having interviews and guests on um i'm actually working on another one for a couple weeks from now yeah excited about that and one other quick mention that 
They were supposed to come today, but another conference news conference came up. But next Monday, we were supposed to have coverage here from the CBC. They want to do a report on our show, which is very exciting. So definitely tune in next week. We'll be... Yeah, I'm not sure how that's going to go yet. <laughs> yeah, it's new for us, and we're excited to get that coverage and sort of, you know, maybe spread our listening audience a bit. It's tough when you start a new show, as anyone would know who has done so. Here at Radio Western, it's hard to sort of spread the news about it and get a listener-devoted audience. So, you know, we're looking forward to that exposure next week through from the CBC. It's very exciting. Yeah, so some stuff, exciting stuff ahead. But um, back to what I was sort of saying, yeah, is that... <laughs> Back in December, we had recorded ourselves from the last few moments getting off the bus all the way to getting in here and getting to the station. Now, Brian's done it for more than a year, almost two years. Yeah, like just over a year and a half now. Doing so my- he's getting better, but, you know, even today, it's funny. We'll get into it that we had a few issues. So um, I recorded it with my iPhone, and these days those things record pretty well. But then we got into the studio and only to re- remember that I had the iPhone... Uh, Seven or eight, it doesn't. I needed. I didn't have the right hookup, so we've sorted that problem out, and we're gonna play this and sort of explain how it how it works. If you still a bad decision on Apple's part, I think for having that. Yeah. getting rid of the. Uh, well, our show is not a technology discussion type show, but as far as as far as using iPhones as much as we do with without our site, um, you know, we do rely on them as a as a company because of the voiceover they have on their phones. And it is inconvenient when you have to deal with those sort of things that other people might just get annoyed by and switch to another brand, which, you know, there are ways around it. But So, yeah, we're going to go back in time here, I guess, a couple months ago. Back to 2018. Um, yeah, back back to last year. And we're going to play this this clip. It's of us traveling, like Carrie said. It from, takes about 13 minutes, right, to get from in the here? Yeah, about that. And it depends on speed. Um, Carrie travels a little bit slower than I do when I'm on my own, so it, it all depends. But yeah, it takes takes at least 10 minutes, uh, a little bit more for the both of us to travel from the bus stop all the way up here to the station. So we're going to play back this clip starting now, and we're going to kind of talk over it, sort of expand on different things that happened throughout our journey from from the bus stop to here. So what we didn't record is leaving my house. We have to catch a bus there as well. Um, so I live pretty close close by, and we have to cross the street there to catch the bus we take the 33 bus and that gets us to the stop across from Alumni Hall here at Radio Western so or at Western University I guess so yeah let's start here when we're still on the bus and this clip will start out you'll hear the bus announcing it's kind of funny that the CFB Canadian Federation of the Blind our colleagues out in um, BC they are still fighting to get these recordings on the buses to let them know what stop they're at whereas we've luckily had it for a while around here I think yeah, quite a while, over 10 years, I think, now. Mm-hmm. So, here we go. So there it's saying what routes it transfers to once the bus stops there. And again, this is our little experiment. Hopefully it's... It's, um, you can make it out <laughs> over the air here. But. Yeah, no, it's pretty clear. It's a pretty clear recording. Mm-hmm. But it helps when a bus stops and you don't know which bus it is, so you can, it'll say bus route 33 to, and it'll list the stops that it's heading to, so it gives you an idea. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bus drivers are often quite helpful. Yeah, he's letting us know that we're across from Alumni Hall, which I already knew because that's the stop I get off at, but. It's good to know. confirm those things. Yeah, it's nice that they let you know. 
So yeah, it's it's always a tough thing to stick together when there's more than one blind person. When you're on your own, you know, you kind of focus on your your own traveling. But when Carrie and I are both here... I rely on Brian, who knows this a bit better than me, but I'm starting to get it. Well, once you get up to the crossing here, right, right now we're just on the sidewalk, past the bus shelter. Right. We'll wait for the loud bus to pass. Yeah. on the left side here. Yeah. Yeah, what's that called? Trailing or? Shorelining. Shorelining. So if you listen, you can hear our canes. There are names for a lot of these techniques when you walk walk with a cane. You follow curbs. Yeah. Wait till it gets to these like longer ones here. Okay. Okay. Now there's a little, there's like a circular driveway there that the buses turn into. So we have to make a little crossing there. And a lot of the crossings now have bumps on the ground. Yeah, they're trying to make them tactile and sloping so you can feel where the crossing is. And they're not always perfectly lined up still, but it, yeah. it gives you a bit of a landmark under your feet to know where to turn to cross here. So now it's pretty much a s- straight for quite a while. Right. So but eventually it sort of dips to the left. So there's a big long sidewalk there that we, we walk down that's across from Alumni Hall and it goes all the way down to where we eventually have to turn left to get to the UCC where Radio Western is. So this sidewalk's a pretty long walk and as I just mentioned on this recording, at one point it curves to the left a bit, um, but other than that, it's pretty much a straight, straight away go mm-hmm. all the way there. Sometimes I tap my cane, sometimes you drag it along the ground. Do they know more about this kind of thing? Do you teach another person or? Well, we'll talk about that on the after the show. <laughs> we'll just do our show here and just press play when you're <laughs> Yeah. So our canes are making a lot of noise on the ground. Yeah, so sometimes I feel like I'm drawing too much attention, other times. Plus, it's not snowing out. No, it's not snowing now. You know, you can hear us coming. That could be slippery. It's always the risk. The sidewalks by your place had a few icier spots, but. Sounds pretty good. Yeah, obviously winter is particularly tricky. Yeah, for navigating around in the winter, it can be it can be difficult. Luckily, you know, here at, at Western University, they they get out and they clear out a lot of the snow, and they're pretty good with that. Whereas certain side streets and stuff can be not as maintained. And either there's a lot of snow, or the snow's kind of gone, but there's just hard ice chunks that have formed and make it. Now we're just coming up to that curve to the left. Sidewalk. It's actually a nice day. So yeah, back in December there, it was actually, as Carrie just said on the recording, a, a nice day. Today, I guess we'd had some snow, but... Yeah, but it wasn't nearly as cold as it was out there today when we were coming in. And that can, always, that can also affect concentration when traveling. If it's, if it's too cold out and windy, you know, it's sort of, you sort of lose your... Well, we listen instead of looking and it's... Yeah, you can sort of lose where you are when it's too windy or you can just lose focus because it's cold and you're not as relaxed and concentrated. So all, all different uh, factors to consider when you're, when you're traveling. So basically we walk along that sidewalk until you hear an open area to your left. That's how we know when we should turn left. Before that, there, there's things blocking your, your, the sound if you listen hard enough. It's kind of like echolocation is the big thing with some blind people who actually really have that. They have these techniques they've developed 
they make noises to, to bounce off. These. But that's also the point of the cane. You yeah. tap your cane and that's it, what it'll a cane's bounce for, off. And you can just do it by here, listening. Here, Carrie, tapping away there. Question is, will we find the stairs or will we find the ramp? <laughs> so that is the com- complicated part about this. Once we do turn left to get to the UCC, um, obviously people who go to Western or know the campus here will maybe understand this a bit better, but after we're walking down the slide we have to turn left into this opening that Carrie was just referring to. And it's pretty open there, and that's where things get tough. It's like a, a parking lot or any big open area when you can't see, whereas if you're walking down the road and there's sidewalks, it's, you know, it's a little more contained and you know where you are. You get to a driveway, you get to a street crossing. That's one thing, but when, yeah, you're trying to get to a building from the road, whether it's a parking lot or just a sidewalk, it usually opens quite broadly. And then we have the stairs versus ramp discussion, which, of course, no, we want to focus on accessibility in this sh- on this show not just for blindness of course ramps are important um, but I always find them kind of disorienting because they're slopes but I'm and I know they're usually um, running parallel to the set of stairs but it's like oh, yeah. where exactly is the building from here and am I actually <laughs> yeah and it's, it's just tough in this spot here at the by the UCC where the concrete beach is there that's what they call that one area and the spoke is right there to the left and there's so many different ways to walk up there. There's, like Carrie mentioned, there's one set of steps and then there's another area where there's two steps that go up and there's ramps that go up. So depending where you are, you, you hit sometimes this this ramp or that ramp and it, it can be, you know, it can be challenging at times. Let's see here. So you can hear now we're kind of trying to navigate and figure where we're, we're going. And sometimes I find the, the proper steps and I walk straight up and then from there it's straight into the main doors of the UCC that we want. Usually it feels with me, we, I, I feel like I throw him off somehow. <laughs> because, funny enough, the same thing happened today that happened back on this recording in December where we were a little too far on the left and we went up some steps, but it wasn't the right steps and we could tell. It was only two steps. But how to backtrack. And, yeah, we ended up just going. going into the entrance of the spoke, which is right beside the entrance we do want to go into. So it's not, not like we're too far off the, the path, but... Uh, Getting... So that all ties back to the structural discovery, which we've talked about on the show before, where it's... When you are in a new an area like that and you do sort of get disoriented, it's good to sort of use as many clues as you have and... You know, the more you do it, you sort of prob- you have to problem solve a lot of the time. And I think we veered. I think we veered to the left. Did we go too far to the left? Well, I don't know. Is there something else over here? Yeah, we can go back down this way. And you can hear doors there as well. Okay. We know we're close. Back down the we're ramp. close to some doors. We didn't know which exactly which ones. Here's the confusion. Open for this recording. Totally turn around. A bit of wind there, t- t- not like today for sure. But. Now we'll be late. That's why it's always good to give yourself some extra time because mm-hmm. if you do get turned around a bit. Everybody understands I, I that, know. but. That's what I mean. I got totally. <laughs> 
I should have told you to go right or something. Where are you? Now where someone's asking. location you guys are looking for? Uh, yeah, we're looking for the UCC doors. Okay. No, they're close. Okay, you have to turn back around here. And that's always the thing. It's sometimes figuring it out on your own. Other times you ask for help or someone offers help. And to your right, you would have hit the edge of the wall there. And that would bring you straight in. But if you go straight ahead here and follow the wall all the way around, yeah. it'll bring you right in the doors. Oh, okay. So we were right there. You were very close, yes. Oh, okay. Is it the same doors or a different set? And as I said, these are different doors from the normal ones that we go in for the UCC. These are the doors for the spoke, which is the uh, the bar right beside the doors that we normally go in. It seems like it, we're, the doors are off somehow. Try and stick together in here, but... And it's great. There's well-meaning people who are are around. You know, you can't count on it. You have to focus on what you can figure out your own, on your own. But but it can be tricky. People don't always know. They mean well, but they give you instructions that could sometimes make you it more confusing. Yeah. Well, you you always have to still know in your head where you need to be because yeah. people can give you they help you, but they don't always know exactly where you want to go. And if Maybe you're not. You know, experience giving directions verbally. People can't get their light right and left right. You know, that's a common thing. And go straight. Some people find it easier just to grab sort of a hold of you. And some people are good with their directions. And walking straight is another interesting thing in an open space that we worked on. I remember one of my earlier mobility lessons as a kid. We went into an empty hallway and my instructor got asked me to walk, see if I could walk in a straight line. Um, because it's, it's the same when you're crossing streets as you want to walk as straight as you can so you don't veer into traffic. And, you know, a lot of times if people can't see, it's hard for them to walk in a straight line. Yeah, it feels, it feels bad. It feels like people automatically assume a blind person can't walk in a straight line. And then when you, when you just happen to admit that it can be an issue sometimes, you feel like, I feel like, that's sort of letting the blindness community down, but it's re- it's a realistic thing. You have to, when you're crossing a street, listen where the cars are to know what part of the inse- intersection you're in. But, you know, down a hall, yeah, you follow the wall, you follow the curb, you follow whatever. Um, just walking straight, when you can't see it. Because now we're inside the, the UCC by the Starbucks there, and again, that's sort of navigating around some tables. Yeah, and tables, obstacles. Yeah, never know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, we're painting the right uh, side of the stairs just now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Should I be touching? Okay. Yep, that's okay. Tomorrow we'll be painting the left side. All right. Thanks, Steph. Thank you. So things kind of happened similarly today, except for that. They were not painting the stairs today. And, I mean, one of my clues um, as we walked up the stairs that day was that I did smell paint. Yeah, so that's another sort of obstacle or um, sort of unexpected thing that happened is we walked up the stairs and they said they're painting so you know luckily we weren't on the right side where they were painting we didn't touch it and we were taught you know walk on the right side of the hallway go up the right side of the stairs but that's not always not if they're painting (laughs) so yeah once we get in the building there we have to pass the 
the coffee shop there and get to the the stairs that there's a winding set of stairs that comes up to the second floor here of the UCC. So yeah, we rely on listening for the coffee machines and the smell of the coffee and we if that's on our right, we know we're in the right place kind of. We find the stairs and once yeah, we find the stairs, we you know. Yeah. From there we never get lost anymore we really because it's up, yeah. it pretty much goes up all the winding stairs and then when you get up you have to hang a right and sort of navigate around the washrooms there, and then there's just a winding hallway that goes all the way back, which is where we're where we are right now in this recording in this winding hallway. I didn't think it sounds professional. So we're getting close to the station here. So sometimes for me, with a few other physical limitations, some chronic pain and. Um, an issue with my right hip and things, some walking mobility issues. It can be hard because you tack that on to the... Hey, how's it going? You can hear, we can hear the music there. Yeah, we find the radio station usually the music playing through the doorway. There's a big and if you can sense on the recording too, you can almost hear that the room, we're in a different room now. It's not as open sounding as the... No echoing hallway. As the atrium was in the UCC or the even that narrow hallway we come through is, you know, a little more dampened by the sound but it's still a little more uh, open than the, the station and yeah so there we are <laughs> there we are we made it we made it and uh, there we made it here just like just today we are <laughs> but you can hear you know it's it is a journey it you know takes a lot of <laughs> it sometimes is just daunting for me I mean you know you often tell me the more you do it, the better it gets. But yet, every time can be a, is a new adventure, and th- new things happen. You always you're always developing practice and skills for being able to tackle those things when they do come up. But it's just it t- sometimes it takes energy, and just the thought of the travel to get there is enough. You know, not to mention actually when you get there, doing what you me- you know went there to do. So, and then the idea of having to travel back, like it's just it can be a lot. And of course, there are a lot of reasons why people don't drive and why they, you know, people have a lot of issues, mobility, getting somewhere, and you have to have enough time to get there without being late and all those things, but... But it, you, you understand why it's, you know, it's unfortunate sometimes when you when you come across blind people who don't travel that much or they don't, you know, get out on their own and they're independent, but on the flip side, it does take, you know, a lot of confidence and practice and it's mental energy and yeah you have to sort of you have to do it enough like so much that you just don't think about it as much and you just go for it but it is for anyone it's sometimes tough to want to go out and get stuff done sometimes it's nice yeah, to just people have, stay at home and people have anxiety people don't like crowds people don't like you know if you hear like all last night I the weather kind of the blowing blustering wind kept me up and I just that's like oh I do not want to go out into that and you know once you do it you get fresh air and you you get exercise and you get on with your day it feels good but yeah I just thought we could show what that's really like and you sometimes people pass us by and I don't know they may wonder you know there's this whole talk about putting on a blindfold and doing such a thing but it's like we say it's not just something you would do once and get your skills or like it or not like it, I guess. It's the kind of thing you have to build your life around, I guess. And there are a lot of people with disabilities who find that difficult, and I totally get why. Yeah, for sure. It's, you know, I I lived in Toronto for five years and did a lot of traveling there on my own, and then moving to London's a new new city, so you have to sort of learn new things there, and the bus, you need to learn the bus routes there and everything, but it's 
you know, if, if you do it in, a, in another city, it's still, there's, there's things you can bring from your other experiences, even though it is a different area. And uh, the more you do it, the more comfortable you get. And it just, like anything, takes, takes a lot of practice. It's just, I don't know if I've mentioned on the show before, but again, this morning you made a comment about um, the tip of my cane <laughs> compared to how yours feels. It's like you just like you just asked me if I just got it new, and no, I said, no, I've had it for like eleven or twelve years. I guess that shows how much I don't get out because you know you use your cane on the ground every day. You wear away the tip. Um, that's how it tells you what you know what you're coming into contact with. So you can you can really tell if someone has done a lot of cane travel and if they haven't. And I've just sort of lived in a smaller town and just got well, yeah, it's, around it's, and it's situ- you lived in Toronto and situational for sure. Carrie lives in Woodstock, which is a smaller smaller town and you know, she has our parents helping out and different different things. So it's 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 all a different situation and um But yeah, yet I, I know I can't rely on these things. And there's there's other ways of doing it. I just have to have to keep telling myself that, and that's why coming to do this show is a good thing for me. And sometimes I get a ride, and days yeah, like that's today, a, we, something I want to bring up is sometimes we get Carrie comes in from Woodstock, and our mom brings her in, so she'll pick me up, and we'll get dropped off. And even you, th- you know, that's nice for you too. Yeah, we'll we'll get dropped off at a different spot though. We we'll get dropped off at the back of the UCC here at. Um, the social sciences parking lot and from there all we have to do is walk down she uh, we get dropped off at this walkway so we pretty much just walk straight down this walkway to the the big air vents and they find the door back doors yeah and then you just walk through another little hallway and then you come to those same steps the winding steps that we came up so it's obviously a lot a lot simpler than so back to maps mapping as we've talked on the show before I like to have an idea in my head about if, if I'm getting dropped off at that entrance I know the way we come is to the left like the doors we come in is all sort of to the left of that hall, the, 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 the way we get dropped off. It's just having a picture in my head so that when I get turned around, I can try and reorient myself. Um, but, you know, that's not always possible. But, yeah, that's why it is kind of nice to come in different entrances because... But university campuses are just so big that it's... Yeah, like when I went to Fanshawe College, it was, you know, it's not quite quite the same here as, as it is at Western, but even there, it's pretty big. And my first year in... In general arts, I took certain courses in M building and other ones in B building. So I was, you know, walking back and forth between all these different buildings. Luckily, they were all connected inside, so I didn't have to venture outside. But it was, it was still, you know, I had some mobility lessons with an instructor beforehand to to figure out where all my classes were. And even here at Radio Western, when I started here, I called my mobility instructor, and she she came out here a couple times with. Uh, Maybe probably more than a like maybe three or four times with me and practiced from the bus stop walking up here the same route that we just heard us traveling. So I did have some instruction to do it. I didn't just kind of figure it out on my own. Where people people want to help, then they oh okay I'll be around to help you later. Oh they're busy. We don't want to rely on that. We don't want to feel like we are a you know a project or not a burden, but you know these issues come up in my head sometimes, and it's just it's nice to be able to do these things on my own. But yeah, we all have to accept help sometimes, and it can be nice. So, but that's that's the thing about mobility lessons is, you know, it's nice that they have these services through the the CNIB that you can get instruction. But sometimes you might want to go go somewhere that you haven't been before, and you can't get an instructor in time, and that's why developing these skills and 
you know, being able to sort of put yourself in new situations and sort of use different cues and just be a little brave. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to figure it out, things out on your own too. And it's, you know, ideally it's nice to have someone cited to kind of go through it with you originally, but it's not, not always necessary. Sometimes it's good to figure things out on your own. Every time I hear a sighted person getting lost, it's, it's like, oh good, we're all the same. Everyone can get lost, right? It's, I know so many people that say, oh, I'm terrible with directions. And they're like, oh, that building looks familiar. I'm going in circles. And so it happens to everybody. Yeah. So that brings us to the end of February. Mm -hmm. Lots of exciting stuff coming up in March, as we sort of said. But yeah, CBC next week should be covering our show. And then a future interview that Carrie mentioned carries off to New York one of the weeks. So we won't be on the air. Oh, I have lots to say about that when I get back. Two weeks. But uh, yeah, she'll have plenty of stories from that. And yeah, we'll see you in March. Great. Bye.